Short Story Leopold If ever you go to the North Country, where the oak and the ash and the rowan be, and the ivy bosses the castle wall, you must go to Edden Hall. Miranda wrapped her arms around her middle and traipsed through the winter woods, tugging her coat tight, her gaze meandering. Not that there was much to see. Snow dusted the trees and covered the leaf-strewn ground. Barren, empty, aloneness, personified in foliage. A bird called. What was it saying? She could almost make out the tune, but it was too distant. A raucous crow rose, cawing, and flapped away. She trudged back to the bright-lit home she shared with her cousin, Edna, and her husband and their kids. Turning at the door, she stared at the scene, the glorious woods silhouetted black against the white evening sky stabbed her heart. The after-dinner routine, raucous as usual, soon settled into an evening of books and board games. Miranda knitted, sitting on her chair by the lamp, and watched Edna settle with a baby in her lap and the toddler tucked under her arm. She balanced an illustrated bedtime story between them. Joe played memory with the older two boys and groaned grandly every time they made a match. By the time everyone marched up to bed, Joe stretched and yawned, saying that he'd hit the hay since he had to get up before dawn the next morning. Edna switched off the lights, shut down the computer on her work desk, and started after him. Miranda continued to knit. Edna stopped and glanced back. She frowned. Miranda heard her cousin's footsteps draw near, but she didn't look up. She didn't have the heart to. Edna's shadow slanted over the knitting. Miranda sighed and let the half-finished blanket fall flat on her lap. Something wrong, Miranda? Willing herself to face her cousin, Miranda shoved all pain aside and peered up. Nothing's wrong. How could it be? I have a perfect life. Edna tugged a footstool over and plunked down. Normally, I'd agree, but something feels wrong. She perched her head on her hand. You know, I've always envied you. Miranda snorted. Good Lord, what for? You traveled, saw the world. You were a useful human being, nursing the sick all over, helping surgeons, teaching, advising. Edna sat up and spread her hands wide. Why, you were a regular modern hero, none the like I ever met before in real life. Miranda picked up her knitting and squinted in the dim light. The operative word there is were. I was all those things, she shrugged. Now, I'm just an old lady knitting in a corner and walking through the woods to while away my empty days. Edna slapped her hand on the edge of the footstool. Not so. You help with the kids and keep me from madness. I consider that a worthy endeavor. A momentary squabble on the second floor filtered down, but was soon checked by Joe's command to 
Settle down or else. Edna narrowed her eyes. Besides, you're not exactly old. Not by today's standards. Still in your fifties, you've got years ahead of you. Sixties looms ever near, and the years ahead look pretty desolate to me. She adjusted her glasses. Listen, you and I know perfectly well that the nursing profession slipped away while I took care of Jack, and my boy lives in Singapore, not exactly around the corner. Today, the world is connected in ways I hardly fathom. I don't recognize half the things your kids say. I'm what they call out of the loop. She shook her head. My glory days are quite gone. Edna clasped her hands and rose from the footstool. She paced across the room and then turned and faced her cousin. Those days, yes, I agree. They're quite gone, but... I'm too tired to go back to school and start over, if that's what you're thinking. Not school, necessarily, but change, a trade, a skill, a new environment. Edna marched forward, her hands on her hips. Don't you see? It's all in how you look at your life, forever ending or forever beginning. You decide. The next day dawned bright and clear. Cold swept in from the north, but Miranda wasn't one to be detained by the threat of frostbite. She knew how to dress warmly. After the older kids were off to school, Edna settled the little ones down with activities and started in on her daily online routine. Miranda bustled out the door with a quick nod to the perfect water of the little corner of her world and braced herself for the cold but she didn't feel it. She hurried into the woods, her gloved hand sunk deep into her heavy coat pocket. A bird landed on a branch before her and started in its usual song. Leopold, Leopold, tweet, tweet, tweet. Miranda frowned and knocked a bit of snow off a tree trunk. Stupid bird, always calling to your Leopold. But he never answers, does he? She stumbled forward, fury building an interior steam kettle inside. The bird hopped along, calling the same plaintive song. Leopold, Leopold. Her nerves strained to the breaking point. Miranda turned and screamed, Stupid idiot, stop waiting for Leopold. She shook her fist at the snow-speckled trees. Go make a nest and do your own thing. Live your own life. Don't ask for no... A choking sob welled up from Miranda's middle and tears burned in her eyes. She wiped them away, brushing snow across her glasses. Dang it. Nearly blinded, she plucked her glasses off her face and carefully paced her way to a fallen log. She plunked down, not caring that she'd wet her clothes through to the skin. Taking off her gloves, she pulled the tissue out of a pocket and wiped her glasses dry. The bird drew near once again. Leopold, Leopold, tweet, tweet, tweet. Miranda blinked as she watched the little bird hop before her. Oh, God. She held out her hand. The bird hopped close, then proceeded to peck at the tree bark, intent and perhaps content 
was something besides Leopold. A thrill rushed through Miranda. Could it be? She laid her hand open. The bird lifted its beady eyes and stared at her. It hopped nearer, almost touching her hand. Good Lord, am I Leopold? Later that evening, when Edna returned from taking all the kids to their dentist appointments, she stopped dead in her tracks. The boys finished divesting themselves from their winter coats and then set to work on helping the little ones. Edna swallowed and entered the warm, yeasty-smelling kitchen following the sound of a happy tune. She stared at her cousin. Slicing into a hot loaf of homemade wheat bread, Miranda called to the kids. Snacks are ready and on the table in five minutes, boys. Be sure to wash your hands. She glanced at Edna. I've made enough to go with supper, don't worry. I've also made a nice hot stew for everyone. Edna shook her head. You're feeling better, then? Miranda stopped amid her cousin's gaze. Yes and no. I just have to find myself again. Not easy, but the first task is always the hardest. Edna crept into the room. What's that? You've got to figure out where you are. She drew a dish of butter near and laid a knife beside it. And go from there. Tears welled in Edna's eyes. I'm glad. She surveyed the brown bread and sucked in a deep breath. My, but that looks good. She perched on a stool and slathered a piece in a healthy dollop of butter. What was that tune I heard you humming when I came in? Miranda blushed. Oh, it wasn't anything. Just a bird song you sometimes hear in the woods. Leopold, Leopold, I'm here, I'm here. But do our best, and our most each day, with a heart resolved and a temper gay, which pleasure spoils not, nor frights appall, though we never see Eden Hall. Eden Hall by Susan Coolidge A.K. Fraley is the author of 15 books, a teacher for 35 years, and a homeschooling mother of eight. Make the most of life's journey. For books by A.K. Fraley, check out her Amazon author page.